Welcome to Your Creativity, the podcast that keeps on going. It keeps on trying to start the podcast because you won't be quiet for 15 seconds. Well, Dr. Pepper's really important. It is. If they would like to sponsor us, by the way, we're still looking for that sponsorship that someday Dr. Pepper will give us because they're the independent soda of the list. And we're the independent podcast of the world. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It's a good tie-in. It's Wednesday in October. It's cold. How are you, Steve? I mean, I've had better days, but it's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I'm happy to be here with you and our guests. We've got a couple of ladies joining us. One is a guest. One is a guest host. First, we'll start with a guest host, my friend Erica. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. Um, Never podcasted before, so this is... uh, Are you nervous? No. No. Dylan has a lot of friends, too. Yeah, he, he does. Well, I, I posted something about Cassie, and you jumped in saying you knew her. And I, I do. Thought, I thought it'd be fun to bring you in since Terry couldn't make it. Yeah. And Terry's busy with uh, the Lost Ones Utah over at Trolley Square. Uh, Lost Ones Utah, I think, is the website. Go check it out. Go visit Terry until we have him back. <laughs> is that all I have to do to get out of this? Is just, just go visit host something else? No, yeah, host something else. <laughs> Okay, I'll work on it. See what <laughs> Two years in, you want to get out now? Get well, I don't know. I mean, hustles. we'll see what I have coming up. <laughs> okay. March seems like a dead month. Maybe I can do something then. There you go. Uh, Hatch Chocolate Festival or something? I don't know. Maybe it will be the found ones. There we go. The ones that Terry <laughs> loses in October will be found in March. There we go. <laughs> Back to you, Eric. <laughs> Another reason I wanted you on, you're part of... An October evening. Yes, I am. Wasn't that pretty obvious <laughs> why you wanted her on? Like my ranting and just like ADD is all over the board and you're trying to refocus us? Is that like, I mean, was it that much of a stretch to wonder why you wanted her? I don't know. I've, I've, uh, I've been asked to do this before. I just never had anything super important that I wanted to talk about. So now I'm like... Again, hello. Things. Have you listened to me? Do I have anything <laughs> to talk about? Anything important or anything like? I don't know. So, some so far, we've had good conversations. So, which we're not going to get into. No, which we are not going to get into. <laughs> we are going to talk about other important. We'll things. see how it's going. If it's going downhill by the <laughs> we're end, ask, we're going back. We're going back to these important questions. So, in October evening. Yes. What's up this year? You're you're a big um, part of it. So October evening is um, a show that's been put on for several years by a few people locally here in Salt Lake City. Um, Stephen Simmons and Andrea Hansen, um, and it's film and performance and music uh, and then fashion. So it's like a variety show, and not a lot of people really understand what it is until they watch it. And uh, we post several trailers so you can kind of get little peeks, but it, none of it really makes sense until you're actually there. So, um, but we host it at the Masonic Temple. Which is haunted. Right. It's so spooky in there. I love it. It's one of my favorite parts about being a part of the event every year is just being there in, in its weirdness because there's just, we're only allowed, obviously, in, in so many areas while we're there and you uh, have to be careful about where you go but other than that as long as you abide by the rules you just get a cool creepy night of like being immersed in a weird 
performance piece basically is what it is so yeah and what's your involvement so um last year I modeled in it this year I am basically stage mom (laughs) (laughs) I'm uh I'm going to be wrangling all the models and making sure that things are going smoothly behind the scenes um which uh, includes stuff beforehand like prop making and getting all of our visuals uh, ready to be put out because we kind of do a lot of set design and make it, we're making it look like a cemetery. I won't really go into detail about too much, but it'll, it'll kind of just look like a cemetery in New Orleans. It'll be really cool. So, Is Creatures Encounters going to be a part of it this year? Um, or most, do you know? Most likely. Usually they always come. Usually here, Carrie always comes with his snakes. So, yeah. Last year, I actually took a picture of uh, of the character that I was dressed up as for the fashion show inside a bathtub with his giant yellow snake, which was terrifying, but I did it. Because, um, you know, you do things sometimes when it's, a camera gets shoved in your face. You're just like, okay, here we go. So, but it, yeah. It's a big one. It is. <laughs> But yeah, so um, wait. Why are you laughing? <laughs> it, it is. Have you seen the snake? It's yeah, huge. It's, it's no. like it's. Well, no, I don't think that. Yeah, it was probably as big as one of my legs around. No, it's and like twenty or thirty feet long. Oh yeah, yep. So it's not like Britney Spears. Talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like that. <laughs> yes, okay. that's exactly what was going on. But I was in like a fake bathtub. It was okay. really cool. But yeah, um, and then I also did a little acting this year in a short film that we're going to show uh, as like a prerequisite to like a live performance part so yeah um so I'm doing a couple of things in it but not not a lot uh that people will see during the show I'll just be part of it uh behind the scenes mostly so I went two years ago right after we had him on the podcast and I was sitting right behind you (laughs) and you were having fun yeah oh yeah it's it's very fun um Every year is different, and we have different uh, performers and uh, musicians and just, like, a, a different theme. And then um, Andrea, who uh, is pretty macabre, she does the whole spooky fashion show at the end, which is just, like, amazing because all of her pieces are so wonderful. And yeah. um, this year she's doing something completely different, and I can't wait for everybody to see what she does. I don't want to spoil any of it, though. <laughs> So get your tickets, check it out. Yeah, um, you can get tickets online um, through, I think it's like an Eventbrite thing. So if you look up October e- and October evening on Instagram or Facebook, there's a link to get to that. Or you can go locally to Iconoclad and buy tickets for $20 cash. So. Awesome. And now our guest, who Erica knows. Cassie. For years. Cassie. <laughs> Cassie Scribner. Is yes, that right? Sir. Yes, sir. Also known as Lady Scrib. We're, Where'd you get the, how'd you come up with the lady scared part? Um, it was right after Matt and I, my husband, got married, and I was like a freelance designer, and so I wanted to go away from like Cassandra Wright, my like, my maiden name, and so I was like, well, I want to have like a cool uh, agency name if I wanted to expand it, and I didn't want to look like, I was just like myself, so I wanted to make a persona, kind of like how like Gemma O'Brien who's a really awesome lettering artist. She goes by Mrs. Eves. So it was kind of in that realm of being Lady Scrib, but I didn't know of Gemma O'Brien at the time, so. Like your persona? Yeah, that's my persona. <laughs> Wait, I wanted to feel a little bit down to Navi. Yeah. 
Are you ever grumpy? Because, okay, I've been watching you for like 10 minutes. Not that I've ever seen. Like, you've been smiling the whole She's time. so sweet. Oh, I'm very Greek. Are you just on happy <laughs> juice or what? If that helps, if, if that helps with uh, knowing my personality, it's like the, I, I'm very. Uh, You're happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy, but I also, I'm, I'm fiery. So I get, I get angry too. But I'm happy. Um, I'm happy now. Don't piss her off, Steve. Yeah. On this side. Yeah. For the moment. You'll see that Greek rage. Well, up within me. The Greek rage and then the Italian rage. You guys are in for it. It's the right Mediterranean now. blood, man. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, what, what got in, she interested in design? For me, it was my brother, and I kind of followed in his footsteps. My bigger, younger brother. <laughs> What got you started in design? What interests you? Um, so in high school, I was like really into my art classes, and that was like my fav- one of my favorite parts of going to school. And when I graduated, my, um, my like distant cousins were editors and producers in Hollywood, and so I actually wanted to go into design to be a uh, motion graphics artist to do the opening and closing credits for films. That's like, so specific. Right? I love that. I'm, like, I'm going to go to LA and I'm going to be a production assistant and then I'm going to make the opening and closing sequence for movies and I'm that's that's what my career is going to be. And then I Wait, did you even have a favorite? Like what was your favorite like did favorite you, one? Yeah, yeah, did you ever watch you opening scenes and be like, "Gosh, I wish I could make something that Give cool. us what's the coolest one you've seen? Um the one that's coming to mind right now because I was obsessed with the agency that did it and I and their name is escaping me. But it was Euro Trip, nice. <laughs> which is kind movie. of awful. But that was high school me yeah, watching yeah, this yeah. movie, being like, "This is so damn cool," and um, and that sequence. But then also across the universe, not the opening and closing sequence, but the same agency that did the opening and closing for Euro Trip did the like um, "I Want You" sequence with like the really cool motion yeah. elements of that. That's my favorite sequence. Yeah. In it's the movie. so cool. Guys, now I'm going to pay attention to opening yeah. and closing scenes. And uh, think of Harry Potter has oh. some really good ones. Oh. Sherlock Holmes. Uh, oh my gosh, there's so many. Vertigo's awesome a good one. Catch yeah. me if you can. Oh my gosh, well all the salt bass is like, yeah. that's like salt bass to start out with and then like the catch me if you can very much based off of that. So awesome but yeah that was kind of like where it led into it and then I <laughs> went to school and said oh no motion graphics that's hard I don't want to do that <laughs> so then I just got into regular design and then fell into web design got an internship at Overstock where, where'd you go to school uh, Loyola Marymount University in LA and what brought what brought you to Utah well I was born in Boston basically grew up here I moved here when I was like 10 so okay. my whole family's here and then I went into the like I hate Utah phase of my life Moved to LA, realized Every, I, that I hate you know. LA, and <laughs> moved back to Utah because of cost of living, graduating during the recession, having an internship that turned into a full time job. I was like, oh, I have money. I can move back to Utah and it'll be great here. So, kind of. And you're still smiling. And I'm still <laughs> smiling and I'm still here. It's honestly like been a. Yeah. How many was, years ago did you move back? to like Utah from college or yeah. from I moved back in 2010 okay so I've almost been here 10 years again which is kind of weird to think that it's almost been 10 I years know. since graduating oh that's a nothing just keep waiting <laughs> it'll get there so you worked at uh Overstock yeah that's my what? first job like design job other than working like on my campus 
How long ago was that? That was in 2010. Like I interned there in 2009 and then I was lucky enough to like have them extend my internship through a lot of my college. Like when I was back in LA, like I was working remotely for Overstock and had to quit because I was also like a programming manager and marketing manager for my campus recreation. So then I quit that. But then once I graduated, they were like, yeah, we liked you. Can you come work for us again? Yes, please. I'd like a job. This is nice. And it can move backwards a lot cheaper to live in LA. So that. And now is. you're at Adobe down yeah. in Lehigh in yeah. that beautiful building. How'd you get in there and what do you do there exactly? Because you're your title's kind of kind of vague. <laughs> so I am an associate creative director. Um, I was hired as an art director, uh, but basically I work on the Adobe Studio team where I work uh, for Adobe.com. So I help maintain and establish Adobe's brand on our website for our pri for primarily the enterprise cloud. It's like in San Francisco, they have the cool Creative Cloud team, and so they, they handle like Photoshop and XD and Illustrator and all those products. But in the Lehigh office, we primarily work with Enterprise Cloud, which is um, like Advertising Cloud, Analytics, like our marketing products. And so I do the websites. Would like you say that your team is like totally dependent on you? Because no. Does one Mr. <laughs> Alan Peck bring your team down? Or would you say that, like, did you say that all the good work you do? It's all me. It's not Alan at all. Alan Peck do kind of just <laughs> tears it apart. And without your expertise? Alan and I actually work on studio together, but we're on different teams. So he works on the campaign team. I would say he's screwed work, without we you. We sit next like, to each other. Pretty much, that's what I'm getting. <laughs> without me, Alan would be nothing. Yeah, take uh, that, not Alan. Even, not even Menacing Alan. tourist I'm punk. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's how I saw it. I mean, I would <laughs> sat by him in high school, and it was the same thing. Like, all my good stuff he just brought down. And, like, with, that's what I, that was my observation. Yeah, but it's good. I love working with our team there. It's been a fun, it's almost three years now, so. I hear Crazy. down there you can pick your own schedule, or is that kind of a myth, or is that just certain departments? Um, I think it depends on the team. It's it's a great thing with working for Adobe where they are very um, understanding and flexible of schedules. They really try to maintain that work-life balance. So like I do a lot of craft shows or like we're doing fan X or doing um, like other events like that, and they are like yeah, just pursue like that. They don't try to limit that, which is really nice. And my team is very supportive of that. Um, just get your work done. Get your work done. We're adults. <laughs> So if, it's, it's if nice. people have never seen or heard of your crafts, how do you describe it? Like, what do you do at these at FanX or at these craft fairs? So I do hand-embroidered hoops, necklaces. I photograph those and make prints out of them. It's nice. It's pretty fun. They're cute. They're very nerd-oriented now, just because I started trying to focus more on the con scene, and it's also what I love to stitch, so... I like being able to do some At FanX, I bought a Star Trek one, Make It So... <laughs> bought a print, yeah, but haven't hung it yet, but it's it's on the list. But you supported me, and I yes. appreciate that. I love the art of cross-stitch. I like how, like, dainty and cute it is, and then how you can make it, like, sassy and just, like, oh, I would have never thought of putting that on a cross-stitch. What are what are some of them that you put on there? I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, did your grandma inspire this? Like, how the crap did you get into <laughs> cross-stitching? Like, 
so I, yeah, so she taught me how to embroider when I was around 10. My grandma did um, teach me uh, when I was around 10 on tea towels using like vintage, those vintage 40s, like the like little maiden with her lamb next to her. And it's just really awful patterns um, that you can get like at Joann's or whatever still, which is hilarious. But, um, but yeah, so I learned that way, stopped stitching. And then during the like 100 Days Project, which is this awesome um, kind of series that is all around the globe where people do something for 100 days, I was missing my grandma, and she had passed away ages ago. And I was like, oh, I want to do something that kind of makes me feel like I'm closer to her. What can I do? Oh, I'm going to do embroidery. We'll try it out. And then I started stitching and started stitching and started going through those 100 days. And I never, I never finished it, but I realized <laughs> that I really enjoyed it. And so then I started stitching my for myself, and people were asking me to purchase them, and then I started going from there. So she stitched the cutest thing for my sister too. My sister had a baby uh, a couple of months ago, and earlier at her baby shower, she made this really cute like thing for the baby to hang. She has it hanging over her crib, by the way. I saw it that says, baby girl. <laughs> it's so I cute. It was my first. It was, it was a, a banner. Yeah, I never. I usually only stitch like hoops, like things that are just framed in the embroidery hoop. And so it was stitch For our listeners, how can they see some of the pictures of this? So um, I'm on Instagram. It's lady underscore scrib. So S-C-R-I-B. I'm looking at it right now. They're so cute. (laughs) I like the stay sexy, don't get murdered one. It's all all for those murderinos out there, (laughs) including myself. I do love my favorite murder. Perfect for October, too. Right, exactly. I know. I just just got done doing the funnest photo shoot on Sunday with my friends. We went up to this place in Spanish Fork. Um, My friend Laura, she uh, does uh, her photography. is called Tattered Butterfly Photography. She's, like, really well-known for her pole and aerial stuff. We try to do, like, theme stuff. So we did did bring a pole. We brought a pole, and we rigged it, or we, like, set it up in this, like – there was like a area that uh, had burned down in Spanish Fork like last year, yeah. And so it's like half of it's burned and half of it's like fresh new stuff this year. So it's like a mix. It's really cool. But we had a pole, and I did a shoot uh, in a bodysuit that was covered in blood splatters and a flannel shirt, and that was oh. my. Uh, I went camping and got murdered. Look, <laughs> stay out of the forest. Yeah, it's gonna be. Good. But he looked sexy. It so was, even yeah. if you were murdered, yeah. you'd still be good. Yeah. yeah. Stay sexy. I got Coming murdered. Soon to <laughs> try, try not <laughs> to try not get murdered. To get murdered. <laughs> but just in case. Maybe I murdered him. That's, that's what happened. Oh, my God. I was, this is totally <laughs> going to be good. Him? The follow-up version of we this is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> we can cover all through, all through well. the trial. We, get, yeah. we can get updates. This someone, just became a true crime someone podcast. Someone tried to murder me, right. and I murdered them. The tables turned. That's the way it should go when like, somebody tries to murder somebody. They just turns right back on them. Yeah. Murder the murderer. Probably a good concept. I think so. <laughs> uh, so you love prints. D- what's your favorite font? Oh. Do you have one? What is your theme font? Well, that's because you're like a graphic font? designer so I do and like, you do, do cross-stitch. Yeah. So, like you so I do all of my type by hand. So that's all like I, I do all my lettering. But my favorite typeface right now... Oh shoot, that's hard. So many. Fonts. I used haptic today, and I really love it. I think it's really interesting. I think it's really nice gothic typeface. Huh. What did you use it for? 
um, making a fake UI for a demo video for Adobe today. <laughs> <laughs> no, something so really like, uninteresting. It was a fake purse brand that I'm making to like show off one of our products. So I designed a fake website today. Cool. <laughs> so that was fun. I think that's, I mean, there's so much you can do with fonts. Yeah. As long as it's not Comic Sans or Papyrus, but you know, that, that whole conversation. Wait, what's wrong with happens. Comic Sans? I mean, because like. It's so happy. It's too happy. I use it all the freaking time. <laughs> I think it just looks like a cartoon character. Drew it's it. great if you have like a five year old and you want to like invite the like bunch of their friends to like a slumber party, yeah. birthday party. A children's brunch. <laughs> a children's brunch. <laughs> That's actually brunch. probably pretty appropriate for what I, I do. Some, some, Kids like, have brunches? Some mom making like. A menu a for their over. children's brunch. Yeah, they had a sleepover, and then in the morning, she made them a menu, and she used to comment. <laughs> that's that's, just I'm that's gonna, totally what I use. If I have kids time. one day, I'm going to be like, it's a children's brunch, and that's an excuse for me to have mimosas <laughs> while a bunch of children are around me. <laughs> in Comic Sans. In Comic Sans. You are cordially invited. That's funny. Mimosas will be provided. <laughs> Only for me and any other parent that wants to deal with this. <laughs> And papyrus, there's only one good use for that, and that's the avatar logo. I can't oh, any, anywhere no. anywhere else. It, it it doesn't look good. That was my number one complaint about Avatar, other than it <laughs> usually every other storyline and meshing it into one. But the man spent <laughs> like millions upon millions of dollars to make a movie, and he couldn't <laughs> design a custom typeface or buy one. Nope. But that's that's the ages old time argument. Are are you excited for the other three, four, five, six <sighs> avatars that may come out? No. They're gonna no. be cool. <laughs> I hated that. Why movie would they so do much. that? I hope Disney Money. like squashes it. <laughs> I hope Disney. I hope Disney squashes a lot of things. Yeah, and, and they are <laughs> on the Fox side. They're squashing a lot of stuff. They did shut it all down. I just Give want them to make a good new. Fantastic Four movie. Can Disney just go in and save that? Oh, Disney did. It's called Incredibles. Oh, <laughs> but live action. But live action. <laughs> I don't know about the live action stuff, though. No. I haven't. My sister said she watched Aladdin and that it was terrible. It was fine. She was like, five out of ten. <laughs> I'll be excited for Pinocchio when it happens. I've always liked Pinocchio. Wait, they're doing Pinocchio? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's like, it'll go on Disney+. Plus. It's I kind of want to watch the Dumbo because I like... Tim Burton. The, yeah, Tim Burton and Circus. Like, yeah. I'm obsessed with all things Circus. Danny DeVito. So, yeah. yeah. Michael Keaton. Dumbo just made me, every, that whole, every time that trailer would play, I would just start weeping uncontrolled. I'm like, why is this song hurting my heart? <laughs> <laughs> Little kids bawling, leaving the theater. <laughs> Cassie's just right behind them, crying, <laughs> sobbing just as hard. <laughs> Still haven't seen it. I have no clue. <laughs> just the trailer. <laughs> like, oh. So with the embroidery, where, where do you see it going? Just you keep on doing festivals and stuff? Just kind of a side thing? Or do you um, want it to grow into more? I would love it to be a real thing, but honestly, like embroidery isn't sustainable for a full-time career. I'd love to be able to make <laughs> make make it a sustainable job, but uh, no, I really love being able to do like Fanex. I think it was an awesome springboard, and so I've applied to a lot of. Um, that was your first year doing it. Right? Uh, this was yeah, this was my first year. I did the spring, and then I did the fall. Yeah. So I did both events this last year. Um, was one better than the other for you? I mean, holy cow, fall was insane. Yeah. Like it was the I, it's just naturally going to be a larger event. Um, yeah, double the people, a day longer. But my placement was so great, and it was awesome. I got, I really lucked out. Where were you at? Um, 
So, like, I was on Creators Row. I wasn't in Artist Alley. But I was, like, on this main pathway for everybody to get to the celebrity photo oh. op section. So as they were walking to spend their money to go yeah. take photos, they're like, oh. They're like, ooh, ooh. Location <laughs> is key <laughs> with like, that. Hi, guys. If you get a shitty location at Van Especially X. in Creators Row. Because yeah. it's all if a whole bunch like of in six back, by three tables. Yeah. So it's really hard to yeah. stand out when you're crammed into such a small space. Uh, but I, I re- got really lucky. I was also, like, I mean, I was in a smaller space in the spring but I still did well fall was just nuts yeah. it was so much fun I, I feel like it's awesome though that you did well because I feel like there's so many things going on there yeah. and there's it's like visual overload when yeah. you go and so if you actually do end up standing out then it ends up being really awesome yeah. I was the only I'm I'm really the only embroidery artist there yeah don't don't come if you're an embroiderer because you're going to be the only one. It <laughs> sucked. It was the worst was event awful. ever. It was so horrible. Don't t- get a booth at FanX, no. Uh, but I, it, it, the nice thing for me is that it's either like, like especially for applying to other like Comic-Cons, I feel like it would be either, we really want you because your stuff is unique and it it's different than like everybody's prints or it's we don't want a crafter to be at our event. So it's like, very black and white yeah whether they want me or they don't so that's nice so i've just i've been applying to a bunch of comic cons around so flights like um like WonderCon in anaheim and like denver pop culture yeah con. denver i've heard is good and so. i think the one in portland is good so too. the rose yeah Comic-Con. and then emerald city in emerald seattle city. Yeah. and i applied to that one but i didn't get it oh. It's fine. That one sucked. I heard it sucked. <laughs> it's the sure, worst. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, I think that uh, having different varieties, I think that that's where a lot of those conventions, they they miss the mark on like the types of vendors that they're having and the artists. They use a lot of very similar things. So it's like you're walking and it's, everything looks the same for a while, and then all of a sudden you see something different, and that's probably why. Is because it's like, oh, what is this? haven't seen this in 15 boots yeah and i'm excited because so. this next year because i'm doing fan X in the fall of next year because i'm not doing one in spring but i am going to be on artist alley next Good. year for the yeah. first time what do you think gives you your inspiration like do you just sit at night in the bathroom <laughs> um on the toilet just with <laughs> these ideas just like coming out or how do you get your inspiration do you just like make notes constantly? yeah I, i'll watch movies um, I, especially now that I'm focusing more in the, like, um, like the fandom based, um, hoops, I'll just watch my favorite shows or I'll do polls online and I'll be like, give me your ideas. Like, is there a show that I don't have that you want to see? And so I'll have people give me phrases and I can letter them or characters. Like I love doing, um, like cartoon characters. Or the like Ewok. The was Ewok. Cute. The Yubnub is yeah. adorable. Um, I did like all the Pokemon characters with like little flower crowns. It's my current like favorite thing to do. Is flower just crowns. give Characters in movies, flower crowns. So like a Porg with a flower crown is super fun. <laughs> Studio um, Ghibli characters. How long do they take usually? Oh. Three to ten or so hours. It depends on how big the hoop is. What's the longest you've done? You've Ooh. taken like the biggest one. I mean, She's I all, think my most me my most time consuming <laughs> hoop probably wasn't even one of my largest hoops. Um, some of my lettering styles or my floral styles will lend to a much longer stitch time because there's just so much detail. It'll just be more yeah. intricate. 
Comic Sans wouldn't take that long. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it still would. Comic Sans is a pretty it's thick typeface. So if I were stitching it, font. I'd have to do like this brick stitch, and it would take so long, and it's it would take, and then I would charge like three hundred dollars for it because I'm like, that's Comic Sans. <laughs> do you want to pay me three hundred dollars to stitch that? Comic Please Sans do. Gets made. I will stitch Comic Sans for three hundred dollars. <laughs> if anybody wants a hoop with Comic Sans, I will stitch it. But there is for three hundred dollars. <laughs> Pricey must don't pay. judge. That's the starting you point. know, don't look at me and judge like this. <laughs> I like my comic sans. Jerks. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that I think is that would be the difficult part for me is running any kind of like side hustle that took that much time. Because mm-hmm. bleaching clothes does not take that much time. Like it it can, I guess, but I I can on average get like six pieces done in less than an hour oh i'm so jealous (laughs) that sounds amazing that's why i started doing prints and making patterns and stuff too because then i can just take my pre-made design and then be like oh you want to stitch this because that's one thing i do get a lot at those events is like oh i can make this but i need the pattern well not even that they'll be like oh i could make that and then they're like showing their friend like i can do this also if you're at an event oh that's so mean don't pick up someone's work and say that you can stitch it to your friend and then hang it back up and turn around and leave because that's, that's the so rudest mean. thing to do. Oh, I'm so like sorry at least say it to your friend when you leave. No, because your ultimate comeback is, oh great, show me when you're done. Because yeah. there's no way in hell they're ever gonna finish it. it. And so it's like, but that's why I started making patterns because if someone says like I can stitch them, I'm like oh yeah, that's awesome. Like here's my pattern. Like you can have it. Like buy it, not have it. I'm not gonna get it free, but but then you can still like have my tips and tricks. But then you're also not saying like. I'm going to steal this person's design <laughs> right in front of their face. Like, guys, please don't do that. It's so blacklisted. Right. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's you were also big. at Craft Lake City, and your booth yeah. was much bigger there. So big. I know. I'm so my... bummed I didn't get to make it out this year because having it at the fairgrounds, it was just, I was so busy because I taught and worked at the comedy club oh. that weekend so there was like yeah there was no in between (laughs) time so so i ran into matt Mm -hmm. her husband at uh at Harmon's like right afterwards and i was like how did it go and he was telling me that it went great and everything but yeah i was like at the gallivan center it's so easy to get there but at the fairgrounds it was just that much out of the way that i couldn't get to it this year yeah i'm really excited for next year i feel like the diy festival like it's such a fun event it's so fun i started uh belly dancing uh, every year I did it for like three years straight with the, the group I belly dance with the, with Bote Obscure and uh, it's it's so fun because it's just like so many different things going on there's all the dance and the music and then all the art and treats did Have we mention it? treats? <laughs> no. The VIP no. section? Yeah. Holy cow, that was my big treat at that event. Like, I bought us both VIP tickets. Yeah, what was in there? I didn't go oh, in. Oh, man, it was so great. They had, like, you, when you bought your ticket, you could have, I think it was, like, a couple of cocktails with your price of ticket. And then they had, like, buffets of food at various times in the day. So, like, on Sunday, we went and got Buddha bowls, like a Buddha bowl buffet for lunch. It's like, this is so nice. It was right by my booth. We got free food, great nice. cocktails. Thank you, Hartman's for yeah. That was their 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 deal. Angela Brown freaking knocked it out of the park, and she was too, wasn't she? Yeah, she's Harman. about. I can't remember <laughs> how many back, but yeah, she, yeah, she's been on. And um, but also there, you kind of did a. You were mentoring somebody, yeah, or what yeah. was what was that about? I was an artisan mentor. Um, 
my mentee, Sahar, she was, it was, so it was her first year. So basically the mentor program, um, like veterans of Craft Lake, the DIY festival, we are paired up with, I think it was six, six, um, six mentors with six mentees. We were all paired up and we were able to basically lead them into their first Craft Lake giving, um, showing them our successes and failures, giving success or, um, tips for how they can have their best first festival yet. And then we were like, kind of positioned near them so we could help them through the weekend. How many years have you, you've done it for? This was actually my first year. For Craft Lake City? Oh, my, my first, it was my third year at oh, Craft okay. Lake. Yeah, I was like, I always yeah. see you. My first year. year as a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was really fun. Third so year or fourth year? This was my third year. Third so I had two okay. years at like a six by three, like small table. Yeah. And then this was my first year as a 10 by 10 booth. And that was super intimidating, but also super really fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice to have my own space. So I wasn't like stuck behind a little table. I could have a nice rocking chair. And it was big, but it was also cozy. Yeah. Tried to do make a little living room vibe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> plants, fake plants. Yeah. Set up shop. Yeah. You're... You were also part of uh, AIGA. You were president for a while, and mm -hmm. you're the president em emeritus now, which is yeah. basically former yeah. president. Yeah, former president. Oh, yeah, I'm more of an advisory do, role You used to do, like, the cocktail thing. Still is happening. Cocktails are creative. you guys came at one of the things when I worked at Bodega. Yeah. 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 Once a month. Third Thursday of the month, usually. Unless, like, with design week coming up. That will be, I think there is a Cocktails with Creatives happening during design week, but it's not on a Thursday. I don't know. It's weird. Since now that I'm not president anymore, <laughs> now that I'm not directly involved with the board, I'm like, I don't actually know the full schedule. Oh, I, usually, I used to be so well-versed. <laughs> be like, all the agencies and all the people. But yeah, it was definitely a fantastic way to get plugged in with the design community in the city and also just really get to know agencies to work with like I got a couple of jobs out of my involvement with AIGA well not really because of it but it was a good uh, connecting point to start it out networking. with yeah yeah, yeah networking. A good networking element what was some of your favorite experiences while being part of AIGA in your different roles um I think easily one of my favorite things it was when we bring these awesome speakers to the city um, like we bring Aaron Draplin, like he was, when he would come out, he was so fantastic. Um, I just saw him on Saturday. He came oh to yeah, town he for did that awesome workshop. workshop, four hour workshop. It was, it so was amazing. Cool. Yeah. When he came out, like being able to go out with these legendary designers and then be like, Oh, let's go, go to dinner and just chat and kind of break down those barriers being like, Oh yeah, you're super famous in the design community. And I'd normally be really kind of guarded or like freaked out but then having that like I'm a on the board of AIGA and that's even before like presidency I'm like oh yeah like I have this level that made me feel like it made me more like able to just talk and be more natural so it was really fun having those opportunities and like with the hundred show flying in judges being able to pick and like look for your heroes and say, like, I want them to judge our work. Let's see if they can come. And then getting some of those people to actually come and judge your work. Like, that's so cool. So having those opportunities. And then just getting to know all of the different people in the design community. I think making, like, our, our design culture is so close-knit already oh, that yeah. it's awesome to get to know people on a much like, 
explicitly. Is there said. one bit of advice that you learned from any one of those guys that maybe stands oh. out that you could pass on to other designers? Shoot. Maybe even your own advice. I don't know. I'm tr I'm trying to think of like some of their talks. All that's evading me right now. <laughs> but I think my one thing that I took away just from my time on the board is just being able to learn how to delegate your time and being a leader. Because I think all of us as like creatives are trying to be better leaders, even if you're like on your own. And just being able to know when to give other people ownership of things. Like to be able to like let go of something. And I think that was one of my biggest takeaways is like just know when you need to let go and know when you need to ask for help. Because if you don't, you're just going to drown and you're going to hate everything you're doing because you're not going to be able to focus on exactly what you love. So that's that's really good my advice. Take away. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, I wish I could have had like the nuggets agree. of knowledge from Aaron and be like, but then I wouldn't do him justice either because he's just such a Listen to your creativity episode number. Yeah. <laughs> Scroll through the archives. Yeah. Aaron's on there and uh, Tad Carpenter. Mm. He was out last awesome. year. Yeah, yeah, he was out um, last June. We teamed up with the Salt Lake Designers Group, Salt Lake Graphic Designers Group, and partnered on that event together. It was awesome working with them. That, that was a good talk because he talked about um, his dad worked at Hallmark growing <laughs> up and just him so cool. basically living in those halls as he was growing up. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, Steve, do you have a question for it while I check my notes? Well, see, Dylan's, like, really official, and he has, like, <laughs> like, 20 pages of, like, questions to ask. Two. No, these are all just from here, right deep in my heart. Steve's heart. That's where my questions come from. I love it. No, I just, I love the advice that you learned about, you know, learning how to delegate, because that can apply to everything, mm -hmm. like any kind of career, any kind of business, and it's kind of wise to know what our limitations are and that somebody else can do it also. Well, I think that a lot of people that are trying to like be in a leadership role, they think that that means taking on everything. There's actually, and I, there's a, she's, she used to be a dancer, but now she's just like. Uh, Did you murder her at, no. the, like, the, at that place <laughs> oh, yeah, when you took yeah. the pictures? Yeah, Is this no. <laughs> there's this, uh, she's just like a great person in the pole dance community her name's Lux ATL she's ridiculous but she has these uh little videos that she's been making on Instagram about being like making your own life and creating you know your own empire or whatever but mm -hmm. a lot of people in some sort of leadership role or if they're trying to like run their own business or manage people in any way they try to take on so many tasks instead of delegating them to other people and you need to know what you're good at and then what you're not good at give to other people <laughs> who are good at that. If somebody else is better at doing something, let them do it and do what you're good at. Because everybody, that I think that a lot of people want to just be good at everything or want to do everything, and that's not always the case. Yeah, and finding those passions too. Like if you're not passionate about something, you're not going to do it Why as would you well. want to work on it? Yeah. Find that other person that's with you that's passionate about it and then give them that task because they're going to go all in on that project yep. and knock it out of the park. But if you're doing it, like it would be fine because you're gonna do your best to get it done. But you might but you're not, not gonna care about it as much heart or yeah. whatever as this other person could. Yeah. 
even it's even if it's something as simple as like organizing a list of something you know what i mean yeah. just something where some people really people can, love planning yeah some people get I'm down on that crazy stuff. organizer yeah i'm super oh you want me stuff? to make a to-do list okay i got yeah. this i'm all about that doodle all about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at making to-do lists yeah dylan makes our to-do list and just tells me where to show up and that's <laughs> like, pretty much it. about it yeah that's my role <laughs> try to keep it here so not to confuse you <laughs> so that I can't be lost. <laughs> he can find me. So Erica knows you through your husband. How did you meet him? I met him at Overstock. Yeah, we met at work. So I met my wife at work. <laughs> yeah, work relationships. Yeah, we were. I all... divorced my wife from work. <laughs> Does that? It's kind of the opposite. I also. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a downer there. Do you, do you not have a comeback for that? I mean, no. I'm still friends with my wife, or ex, ex-wife, whatever she is, business partner. Work and relationships are tough when you are that close with your significant other. Sometimes yeah. it's great, sometimes it's bad. We met at work. We worked together when we were dating. We do. We no longer work together <laughs> while married. I do work out of. Matt's office, though, every once in a while, I work out of the underbelly offices. So, oh yeah, would you have rat. fired his ass? <laughs> like, if you were Matt's <laughs> boss, would here. you have fired him? No, he's so damn talented. He's so good. He's such a good designer. So you wrote his coattails. Yeah. Would he have really. fired you? No, no, they because I would do a good forces. designer too. Yeah, they together <laughs> we're both good. They're they're the power <laughs> couple. I, I tell you, we also do, but we, he he's more on the illustrative branding side of things. Yeah, I think she does have a cape. Yeah, she does. I have a cape. She's quite I a superwoman. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Whipping it out. <laughs> uh, but no, he's yeah. We met at Overstock and dated worked together. It was awesome. Trying to hide it. We were, weren't successful at hiding it while we worked. You were like, She's still blushing right now. <laughs> You're like totally gushing happiness. Yeah, he's a good guy. I like him. I'll keep him around. And you guys went on an awesome vacation earlier this year. We talked about it briefly when at Craft Lake City, I geeked out at Disneyland. You guys went oh, to Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. I want to hear oh, all about it. I cried too many times. I. Like, do you want, you want me to talk about it? Yeah. She's getting oh gush about it. <laughs> Her oh eyes are gosh. so glossy. She's all. <gasps> I'm gonna cry about it now. Uh, so I'm not going to Florida till next year. I need, oh I need some momentum to run. Also, on. one of my cousins is Ray. Did I show, I showed you. Oh, yeah. 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 So jealous. They're so cool. Uh, oh, yeah. She's like an actor. Yeah, but. So she and her sister both work at Walt Disney World, and her like the sister's husband. One so of uh, one of our friends there. used to work. Sydney used to work at Disney World. So cool. Oh, I did not know that. Really? Yeah. Oh. The oh. the life of a Disney employee. Oh my gosh. I don't know anybody that works at Disney World. Well, yeah. Uh, Disney Jason Cosmo, he was Mad Hatter years ago at Disneyland. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so you do. <laughs> so you do. <laughs> no, we were there. So, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, we were there for like the during the restricted time periods. So you only had the four hour lamp like four-hour time slots and so like the second we're walking in and everyone's like we were planning on how to get in line for Oga's Cantina and so Matt split off because he wanted to go build a lightsaber so like, okay bye I'm build a light oh yeah honey I'm gonna go build a light it's <laughs> so freaking cool I know so he put his like he stood like yeah he's in line with people on the list <laughs> I was in line like following the whole massive like horde of people walking to put their names in to wait for Oga's Cantina 
and I'm walking in, and I see the um, First Order banner, like, hanging in front of Kylo's ship, and I started tearing up, because I was just so overwhelmed with emotions. I'm like, do I love the dark side? What's wrong with me? <laughs> it was just so crazy, because you have this mo- moment of, like, this film, like, the cinematic world is brought to real life, and it was just so overwhelming, and seeing it all not on a screen. And the way that Disney does stuff is, <sighs> It's like, perfect. Yeah. It was so well done, and all of the cast members were just, like, I'm fully immersed in their environment. Like, the conversations you have with them, like, they were just, it kind of got confusing at times because I bought a, I bought a uh, resistance pilot flight suit and <laughs> I was trying to not carry it around like you with do. me. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> spent way too much money on a flight suit because <laughs> it was Disneyland and I caved in because I'm an adult <laughs> and I'm going to spend my money any way I please. Right. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> trying to give it to this woman to, hold on to it for me so I didn't have to carry it around for the rest of the four hours. And they're like, well, let's send it off planet for you. Like, what does off planet mean? Does that mean it's outside the walls of the area? Like, is it just in this shop and I can come pick it up? She's like, in the area where they have the child travel devices. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, no. And so she's like, like really the baby stroller areas. I'm not doing the conversation justice because she definitely had much better phrases. So they're like saying. full on in but character. But they completely in it. They're not using any words that make That's any sense. Great. I had her probably repeat the sentence four times and I feel really bad for her, but also it made zero sense. That's what it's like here when you go to Evermore. Have you guys oh, gone to I Evermore? Oh, I want to go to Evermore so bad. Oh, you guys need to go. I went last year for uh, Halloween and then the weekend after, but it's like, all the characters, all the actors, they're yeah. there in character the whole time. Because the they don't they give you quests and yeah, stuff? Yeah, so cool. my friend Amanda was an actress there in the thing, and when I went to talk to her, she did not break character at all. She came up with a full story to tell me and the people that I was with, and it was so great. It's, it's like, like a like more interesting commitment. version of Plymouth Plantation. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, Steve went to school with a sculptor, and we interviewed him. And I'm trying to we're lo- trying to lock in a time with the CEO. To yeah, yeah, you talk guys all about that cool. and the void. Yeah, it's so cool. But yeah, that's that. of course they would do that though, because that's that's Disney. They're yeah. like, you are in Star Wars. Yeah. Like you're not. You're it's not. So on it was Earth so anymore. unlike anywhere else in the park though, like because they don't do that. Yeah. In like New Orleans Square, they don't do that in Critter Country. I don't know. I can only try to Critter Country. <laughs> different areas of Disneyland, but they don't do that anywhere else. It no. was just amazing. Like. Uh, Millennium Falcon, like the Smuggler's Run, was so great. Cried on that too, because you're walking and you're walking into the Falcon. You're like, is it pretty is so big? Real. So, with with how with the time we were there, we were so lucky with because there's uh, only that one ride right now. And when we were there, it was only a 20 minute wait. So we walked through the entire line, and so you didn't get to really see anything, which is one of the best parts of Disneyland. Which is yeah. sad. Like if you're waiting in line, at least the lines look cool. Cool. <laughs> and there's enough stuff to like taken but it's the interior of the falcon like once you get in there there's so much sensory deprivation while in the line that you have no idea when you walk in you're like oh my gosh this is the falcon you you don't see it until you like walk through this tiny corridor like you're already in it and you're boarding the ship and then you see the like main hangout area where like the the hollow chests and it was just amazing guys it's so great (laughs) It was it was awesome. Sounds so fun. I I was actually looking through. I'm delete was deleting photos on my phone this morning, and I saw all my photos from Disneyland, and I'm like, oh, I want to go back. Shoot, right. too much money. 
and they're they're different shops. How are how are they in there? You know, they've got like so cool. um, like the critters, the critters, like, and like set pieces and yeah, it was really like it's really fun. There was like a toy shop, um, and it was just so fun to see like the different styles of like toys that they kind of created that still fit within like the Star Wars universe uh, versus like it's from Disneyland. It actually yeah, no looked like Disney it just had a different vibe. Anywhere. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, the little carrot, the little like creatures. They're so cool. I'm trying to remember the cat, Lolf Cat. They had a Lolf Cat yeah, sleeping cool. and purring. It was so, <laughs> it was really cute. Yeah, they did a great job. I'm excited to go back. Is there anything you want to share that we haven't covered? Um, I recently started a group called, well, not a group, I guess an event called the Common Thread Retreat oh, nice. um, with my fantastic, well, I guess uh, I was, I'm co-hosting um, this event with, uh, my great friend Danielle Susi, and so we actually just hosted a workshop recently, which was our first one. Um, it was just a one-day, three-workshop event, and we're going to be hopefully hosting more events off and on throughout the year. We're going to do like stitch-alongs and try to build that, bring the embroidery community of Utah together. Uh, try to kind of have the opportunity to really bring other people to our state as well that like embroidery and want to have some fun in, in our state and try to grow that. So next year we're going to do a bigger thing. And stay away from FedEx. That's hers. Oh, yeah, stay away from FedEx. <laughs> no, come to FedEx. It's so much fun. And if you do embroidery, apply for FedEx. It's a lot of fun, and there's plenty of room because there's so many people. It's a great, it's a great place. And the, the people that come to FedEx are just all gems. I love all gems. I love the people that go to Fanex. They're so sweet. I know. Like, they're just many, the nicest folks. How many anime kids were there this year with costumes that you were just like so confused all about? Of the what teen, is was it this? Teen, not Teen Titans. Uh, oh my gosh. It's the one where they, they have the red eye. Oh, I hate them now. I can't. Teen Force. Or, I don't even know. I don't know. There was this one group, and Matt was like, if I don't know it, it's this one type of, this one anime show, yeah. and every time if he's I like, what show are it. you from? And they're like, this one. I should remember it. Paw Patrol? <laughs> Not Paw Patrol. <laughs> I'm Chase. <laughs> okay, I don't even that's know. seriously I don't even know the name. I need to go ask. <laughs> Paw Patrol. Oh, my gosh. That'd be really weird, but also, there were a lot of, like, people in those, like, dog, yeah, and, like, Furry. Furries, yeah, <laughs> a lot of furries. You I know, was, I did a little research on that. You see recently. a little bit of everything there. Yeah. Uh, this is actually the first year I did not attend, but uh, I, I lived close enough to the convention center this year that I saw plenty of people walking around the neighborhood all day. I, I saw many Jedi protecting my neighborhood <laughs> that weekend. So the force was with your it was, house. It was, yeah. I, I didn't go this year, and it was actually kind of refreshing. <laughs> yeah. It gets, oh, it gets really exhausting. The first year that I went and we got that picture. With, with animal. Yeah. <laughs> we, we met the Muppets. We did. It was like five years ago. It was cool. I, then that picture comes up on my Yeah, when it comes memories. up on my memories. I'm like, oh, that was really one. fun. Because there it's, was Beaker, too. Beaker was there. Interesting you mentioned Muppets, because that leads us into our bonus them. questions. What's the bonus, bonus questions? questions? Who's your favorite Muppet and why? <laughs> oh, oh no. The Swedish chef. Oh. <laughs> I like the Swedish chef. I like oh gosh. 
favorite? <laughs> I don't have a favorite. That's so difficult and oh. hard to choose. I realize I have too many because Rizzo's amazing. Yeah, Rizzo's really and Gonzo. Good. Gonzo. Because Muppets in Space is probably my oh, favorite. Yeah, Muppets, Muppets movie. in Space is great. But Muppet Treasure Island, also, and I have a, I have a. Actually, got it at Fanex uh, years ago. Um, great Muppet caper t-shirt yeah it's like a vintage one but i don't know kermit is like your classic like everybody's got to love him because he's just kermit and then i i'm not a fan of miss piggy though Mm because she's kind of a diva brat (laughs) she's too much yeah she's way too much she's too extra yeah she's like the cardi b of the muppets (laughs) (laughs) i can't get down with. i would say she's more of like a kim kardashian of the muppets (laughs) but we'll maybe a mixture of both Cause I had um. I had a Muppet CD, like a Muppet cover CD oh, from one oh my of my, from my childhood, like Miss Piggy and Ozzy Osbourne singing Wild Thing. Oh, it was oh, really oh weird. Do you I, think we could find it on YouTube if we looked it up? Probably. Because I'm really interested in this Muppets now. Unplugged. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Because you know, like... It was like post, early 90s? I think yeah. I remember early it. Early 90s. Post yeah. Malone did a song with Ozzy Osbourne recently, and I was perplexed about that, <laughs> but now I'm even more confused because Ozzy Osbourne did a song with Miss Piggy. Yeah. That's... that's I mean, it's before he was, like, too fried, too. Like, he was he was getting there. <laughs> too fried. <laughs> my, my craziest Muppet memory was... Um, for the longest time, I thought Crocodile Rock was Elton John singing with the Muppets. <laughs> Probably because the first time I saw it, he was on the Muppet Show. But I always thought that was the version that Elton oh. was singing with the Muppets. It's like the Menomina. Oh, that one? Yeah. Like the Menomina. That was the very first skit on the very first episode of the Muppet Show. The Menominas? Yeah. Yeah. That. That's why I always think of the Muppets when I hear that song. Definitely. I'm really digging Sam the Eagle now. Oh, Sam the Eagle is awesome, actually. <laughs> He's kind of ridiculous and fantastic. Do we like Fozzie Bear? Does anybody like Fozzie Bear? Waka Waka. 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 <laughs> I mean, Fozzie's cool. But... He was fun in the Muppet movie. Yeah. I, liked... I love the Muppet movies. They so give great. me so many feels, and I feel like they should make another one. I love Dave Grohl as Animal. Like oh, when yeah. they did the Muppets, yeah, yeah the Muppets. <laughs> like Dave Grohl's just a joke. He's a fantastic <laughs> guy, and the fact that he just did that—like, what a sport! <laughs> I just like when they make the Muppet movies, and it's like a human having a, this tender interaction with a puppet. Yeah. It's just like, oh, so sweet. What's what's the the guy's name in that? Um. Well, the most recent one was wasn't it Jason Siegel? Jason Siegel, and that's yeah. why he like loved puppets as a yeah, kid, yeah, and yeah. so yeah. he's like obsessed with him, and that he was trying to like pr- push that movie to happen. Love it, dreams come true, and now they'll be on Disney Plus. I know. <laughs> November twelfth. Disney can sponsor this <laughs> podcast as well. Doctor Pepper and Doctor Pepper. Only, Dr. Pepper. You guys would be Disney. set. The double Only D's. Another D. Only D businesses. Double D's. <laughs> I don't know. If you're Disney and Dr. Pepper, I think you guys are good. You can Doc Martens. Doc Martens. Shoes. You're set Martins, with vacations, shoes to wear them at vacations, and things to drink while on vacation. There we go. There you go. Yes. <laughs> In the movie of your life, who would play you? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I actually had this conversation with someone on Instagram recently because she had a whole, uh, it was like, well, ask, like, you know, the questions and answers things. And <laughs> when I was in high school, my physical, it was a super awkward interaction, but as my physical therapist was like working on my knee, he's like, you look like, uh, oh my gosh, not Katie Holmes. Shoot. The one from Have a Losing Guy in 10 Days. What's her oh, name? Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. He's like, yeah, you're like a brunette Kate Hudson. You have her eyes and her smile a And so that's bit. where I'm like, yeah, it's fine. She's cute. Yeah. I loved her in those movies. Kate She's Hudson. fine and also the skeleton key, so yeah. we'll go with that. So Kate Hudson. She always smiled, too. She's a smiley yeah. person. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So I would go with Lady Gaga for me because she's my celebrity twin, apparently. Oh, especially in A Star is Born. Yeah, yeah. Like, now my hair's orange, too, so it really... Like, yeah. as soon as they saw her on screen... Erica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, what happened is when that movie came out, basically every other week... Every other weekend at the comedy club, I would be serving a table and someone would be like, has anyone told you you look like Lady Gaga? And never. I never really like thought about it. And then now that I've become much more of a performance artist over the last couple of years and I like when I get dressed up and stuff, I'm like, I could see this. I'm, I'm a Lady Gaga. Okay, I'll take it. But also she's she is also a what her documentary. What's it called? Five foot three. So mm -hmm. I'm five foot one and we're both small Italian women that are hot-headed and passionate about what we do <laughs> and it's also perfect. very independent and don't want men to control us so yeah that it just works it's perfect <laughs> i think that's the full full perfect package well that, that's all i got who would play you in your life hey just one last thing so instagram yes. people can find you yep. lady underscore scrib and if they want to join your embroidery meetups, yeah, so how can they find can they find that there? It's on Instagram too. Um, I think I have a link on my feed, but it's also Common Thread Retreat at Instagram, so it's it's pretty easy to find. Yeah, ladiescrib.com to look yeah, at the embroidery and order and yeah, or just find know. me at local events. I'll be around. Not this Christmas but season. She's taking a break. I'm taking a break. Let <laughs> me break. Holiday break. It's going to be fun. Woo, woo. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Bye, blast everybody. Podcast is done, man. <laughs>